0: Have you ever wondered if Etsy is truly saturated at this point in 2023 for selling digital products? Are you curious if it can actually be a source of passive income or if rapid success stories even exist? Is expertise really a prerequisite to thrive on the platform? Join me in this episode as we unravel the most common myths and reveal the truths about what actually it takes to succeed on Etsy with digital products in 2023. Welcome to Digitally Purpose, the podcast. I'm Bailey, a top 0.1% Etsy seller, coach, and mompreneur. Learn how my digital shops made over half a million dollars in just six months, all by working smarter, not harder. Get ready for transparent advice and Etsy secrets, digital products, and print-on-demand business strategies. Together, we'll maximize your time for profitable online business success. Welcome to episode number two of Digitally Purpose the podcast. I'm Bailey, and during these next few minutes, I encourage you to stay tuned for myth-busting insights that will supercharge your Etsy journey and growth. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. So in this episode, we are going to dive deep within the world of Etsy and digital products, where we will debunk some common misconceptions about saturation, passive income, rapid success, expertise, and competitiveness. I hope to deliver you all some actionable strategies and some keys to thriving within the Etsy marketplace and selling digital products online in general. So starting off with myth number one, which is probably the most common question or complaint that I get asked either by viewers or people who are members of my course is that Etsy is too saturated to sell digital products on in 2023. And I would like to go into a little bit of a backstory first of when I first started selling digital products, which was in January of 2022 which I think is really important because a lot of people think that I had my digital product success within the times of COVID and lockdown and that I started in 2020, which I still did have a shop in 2020. It was a print on demand shop, um, but it was not digital products. So I did not switch over and commit to selling digital products on my Etsy shop until January of 2022. So that's basically been about a year and seven months at this point. And when I decided to go all in in the Tumblr world and sublimation type products, I was doing a ton of research at the time and putting all of the top competitors and top shops that I could find into E-Rank for research purposes, just to see what they were doing, trying to map out everything that I saw that was across the board. And many of these shops that I found in 2022 were shops that had over 50,000 sales at the time. There was the largest shop that had over 150,000 sales at the time. So there was definitely huge competition within the space already. Now, granted, there was not as many sublimation tumbler makers at that point. However, there were very, very large shops. And I did really question if there was room for me to maybe enter the marketplace and find a place for my type of style of designs um, because it was really scary to see all of these shops with hundreds of thousands of sales and over 10,000 reviews on some of them and be able to think that I would be able to compete with these types of shops. So the initial scare of competition was definitely there. However, I decided to start out by targeting different types of keywords within the sublimation niche that were fairly low competition. So by that, I mean by using tools such as Everbee or E-Rank, which are just Etsy keyword research tools to find the lowest keywords within whatever niche that you are creating in. Go after those to hopefully rank for those versus going after the larger keywords that do have hundreds of thousands of searches and buyers on those particular keywords so the common misconception is that Etsy is oversaturated because I truly believe that most new sellers look fully at those main top keywords. So for example, in my world, they look at tumbler wrap or sublimation tumbler design or sublimation design, where you will see hundreds of thousands of competing sellers. So that is kind of off-putting in the beginning. I just really think, and this can be said for any type of a category or digital product niche, most people uh, fail to do the research in the beginning, which is to, yes, take that broader keyword of whatever the product category is or niche, and then they see the results on that and fail to look any further or essentially dig any deeper beneath that main keyword. So the way to kind of get around this competition or break into a marketplace is simply to utilize Etsy research tools. There are ways to do this for free on Etsy. However, it is going to be very time consuming and you'll never find the exact numbers just because you are manually doing all of the research. And I am just someone who likes to rely purely on data to make decisions before I spend a lot of time or waste time making products that I'm never going to actually be able to sell, whether that's on a new shop or if this was how I was when starting out last year. So I highly recommend investing some tool of your choice. There are a lot out there and all have their pros and cons. The two that I regularly use in my YouTube videos are E-Rank and Everbee, and those seem to have always performed the best for me. I do like to cross-examine different keywords with them just to make sure I am making the best decision on whatever it is that I'm researching or attempting to create. So, moving on to myth number two are Etsy businesses' passive income streams. And this is something going back to my story early on last year. I did believe in this so called fantasy or fable that I would put up my couple hundred designs and then I wouldn't have to do anything further and they would continue to make the same amount of money. Over and over again, and I wouldn't need to put any more work into it, therefore, resulting in the quote passive income lifestyle that a lot of Etsy gurus like to promote. I did quickly realize, and this is very specific to the niche and category that I'm in that the designs and products are ever-changing and to get caught in the mindset that you'll only need to create a certain Christmas design once and that design is going to sell continually for the rest of time is what's going to get new sellers in trouble and just lead to unrealistic expectations. As many of you know, I have a very strict designing schedule that revolves around usually two to three hours a day and at least four times a week. And it focuses on primarily whatever the upcoming seasons or holidays that are coming up within the next few months, as well as focusing on customer requests or trending design topics. So I really do think that it is important in the beginning to set the realistic expectation, especially if you are in a similar product category or niche that I am, that it is an ongoing process and your designs will always change. Of course, the more and more that you get better, they will. your style will eventually evolve as well. So it is something that should be kind of treated, well, it should be treated as a business if that is the type of income that you want to see from it. And just know that in the beginning, you should set those realistic expectations to treat it like a business and dedicate whatever it is, the certain amount of time that you can actually afford to dedicate to it in the beginning. And hopefully it's as much time as you can, because the more that you are, the faster that you will see those results and kind of just set those expectations up from the beginning. So while I don't believe in the Etsy passive income route, just because regardless of what industry you're in, whether that is print on demand or digital products, let's say you're even in something like digital planners, you can never be content to just create your 20 or 30 digital planners and expect them to sell till the end of all time just because you will always deal with some level of competition that will eventually come in, find your best performing listings, and then hopefully make changes and begin to add to that competition space. What I recommend is always just being ahead of that competition. So say you are selling digital planners and you have several that are performing well I would look to whatever is trending or whatever is a new type of digital planner and begin creating those early on so that you can get those listed and ranking before most of your competition, who are just usually busy copying you anyway, so that you have a chance to always have new um, products out there. This is exactly what I do with my shop. As many of you know, I do put out a ton of designs. And this is because I am busy just creating as much as possible that I've set aside for my time per day so that I can continually be ahead of the curve, whether that is for a particular holiday or a trend that I see hopping up so that my hopes are by the time that I am noticed by competition or a changing marketplace happens, I'm well ahead of the game. So going back to the passive income, while it may not be truly passive income, it does have the definite capability to be full-time income or your primary source of income. And this just does relate back to how you treat it. If you treat it like a hobby, it will only probably ever bring you in hobby-type income. If you treat it like a full-time business where you are dedicated and consistent and you continually try new different products or design styles until you see some type of results and then go ahead and double down on what does actually work, you do increase your chances for actually making this the full-time income that most are looking for. So myth number three. I get the common question a lot or statement about it is possible to reach success on Etsy within a month and this is probably the biggest one that I see that causes new sellers um, downfall or to quit entirely too soon. And it's just because they believe that they are going to put about a month's worth of work into their Etsy shop and it's going to make them hundreds of dollars within that first month. I've had many consulting clients um, that have paid me to basically do a shop audit of their store, and then we have a follow-up coaching call with that after, and it's pretty much always the same. They have put in usually a fair amount of work or a bunch of work into their shop for a month. Um, usually mimicking some very successful Ets, other type of Etsy shop and then they stop doing anything on it and they wonder why they don't see the types of sales that the other shops are making. This is especially common due to lots of YouTube videos claiming that you only need to do this or that and you're going to make $3,000 a month. And they forget to put in those types of videos or put the statement out there that it actually takes way, way longer to see that type of success. And this is mostly just due to the Etsy algorithm. It generally takes listings anywhere from 30 to 60 days to rank organically. So if you are thinking that your success did not happen and it's been a month, most likely your listings haven't even had the time to rank organically yet. So since most of these new sellers don't see the success that they were promised on, whether that was a YouTube video or wherever they saw this type of information, they do just immediately give up and move on to the next money-making type industry that they think is just going to let them see success. And this just results in them being on a constant hamster wheel of trying things over and over again, thinking they're going to get a different result. Whereas if they would have just stuck with something for once or for a longer period of time, they will eventually see success. I can speak to this from experience myself. I personally have done everything from Fulfilled by Amazon. I've done Shopify drop shipping stores. I've done Kindle publishing and I've done Facebook marketplace type business models. Um, pretty much anything that you can think of, I've probably tried it. And when I saw success, it was first with my print-on-demand store, and then again, my digital shop. And this is purely because I basically just... Stuck to a goal and a consistent timeline of what I was going to make, design, post, list. So I made a very stringent type schedule. And then I did not uh, deviate from it until I saw success, which, yes, I did have a very short time to wait in the world of digital products. It was only about three to four months. So I would say that that is a very, very fast and uncommon, so I would not promise that to anyone this year and in this climate uh, for digital products on Etsy. However, I do believe that there are certain things that you can integrate and add to your listings and to your Etsy shops, as well as developing a very clear marketing plan from the beginning, just to give you that heads up on your competition. I think that the truth for the Etsy timeline should be that anyone should expect to really dedicate as much as they can give to their shops for six months to even a year before trying to give up. And this really, really will depend on your niche that you are in and the product category. Um, It is totally going to be different if you are in a higher ticket digital product, say a digital planner or website templates or even resume templates. This is going to be different than what I currently sell in, which is sublimation designs where it has just become extremely competitive due to increased uh, sellers on the platform and with the introduction of AI. And this isn't to scare anyone, there's definitely, once again, still way that you can stand out in the sublimation world. It's just probably going to take you a longer amount of time unless you decide to utilize or have the budget to spend money on marketing such as Etsy ads. A perfect example of this and how to achieve success is One of my students who started in March of this year, and she is a sublimation designer or sublimation substrate. She doesn't just do Tumblr. She does all types of different sublimation products, but started in March of this year, so 2023, so barely six months ago. From the very beginning, she implemented everything that I teach, which is basically just increasing your click through rate on your listings, designing better than what the competition is designing, and then develop a strong marketing plan from the beginning. And by when saying developing a marketing plan, I just mean creating some type of email list from the beginning, um, depending on which platform you like to use so that you have control over those customers that are coming to you to be able to remarket to them again in the future versus always trying to find new customers and deal with increased competition on Etsy. I also highly recommend Um, starting your social media account for your business, whether that is on TikTok or Pinterest or Facebook or Instagram, I just recommend that you choose the one where your type of customer is most likely to be hanging out on. And this just goes into a little bit of your niche audience research and find out where they most likely are to be participating in social media and begin that from the beginning. And that is something just like posting your type of content that revolves around your products to provide value to your audience there. And then you can begin later to uh, market to them your particular products that you sell on Etsy. This also gives you the availability later to move them off-site to your own site, such as Shopify or Wix, if that's something that you are interested in doing in the future so that you are not completely reliant on the Etsy platform. So myth number four is a very common statement that I get, which is I need to be a design slash marketing slash tech expert to open up my Etsy shop. And this one couldn't be further from the truth, especially when talking about design and creation of digital products, um, because it's just kind of, we can't really let that be an exclusive use with all of the different types of tools and software that are out there for beginners. Um, I say this just because I had zero graphic design experience and I barely knew how to use Canva when I started out. So um, now I completely, pretty much use Kittle only just because they have a, a lot more functionality as far as how you can save designs, but they also, have templates that are pre-built and they have an amazing AI image generator that is built in within. So I really encourage most people who let this try to be like a factor where they don't start selling to just do some research at for all of the different types of design software that are out there and really look for it, it, look at it in the lens of for the type of product that you're creating. So, I mean, Kittle is not going to be the answer for someone who is creating digital planners just because they don't have that type of functionality and that's not what it's built for. If you're building or if you're creating digital planners, I would recommend something like Canva. Same thing for like printable checklists or anything in the printable um, things that people fill out like checklist or a chore list or a calendar or a planner. Those printable type items are best served on the Etsy platform, whereas if you are in the print-on-demand space or digital design space for things like sublimation graphics, I would highly recommend Kittle just because um, they offer a lot more for what we would be using it for. Once you have found your design software or product creation tool of choice, I would highly recommend that you don't try to do every type of tutorial that's out there on that particular software, I just highly recommend that you start designing or creating your products and actually listing them because I found that even though I watched hundreds of different YouTube videos on Canva in the beginning, it really didn't help my design until I was just actually making design after design after design. Once you just keep doing something for so long, you are bound to get better. So the saying is definitely on point, practice makes perfect. So I highly recommend um, that you do just do some research on what is best suited for your product and then begin creating. There is definitely every type of YouTube tutorial out there to help you if you get stuck or you don't know how to figure out something that is specific to that platform. Um, And that usually is just a quick Google search or a YouTube search, and you can pretty much find out anything on any particular software out there these days. So, finally, we have myth number five, which is that Etsy is a competitive and non collaborative environment. And while I do agree that it is competitive, um, meaning that there are usually hundreds, if not thousands, of different sellers selling within your different product categories, that doesn't necessarily mean that all of them are out to get each other. Um, And I do think that this is funny that most people just think it's too competitive and that everyone is out to get each other, and while that does happen, um, there also can be Many instances where you can collaborate with other types of shops um, that are semi related um, to grow your own shop, your own social medias, and even benefit from outside relationships with them, such as like a friendship or just a personal type of relationship where you can talk to someone who actually knows about what you're going through or the types of things that we deal with on Etsy as a platform or even with within your specific niche, like if it's specific design related or creation process related. I think that the perfect example of this is actually found in two places. First and foremost would Actually, be my own private Facebook group that my course members have access to. I've actually pretty much never witnessed a group of people who are more helpful to each other than I've ever seen providing links to different types of products or ways to fix things or specific how to's if people run into problems and some of them even end up knowing more than I do and answer them before I can even get to them. So I I will say that in my group we don't experience anyone who is out to get the other seller even though many of them sell in the same competitive spaces. Another example of this would be my YouTube channel. Um, the community and the comment section is always full of people helping other people out or answering specific questions if it's something that wasn't addressed in the group and there seem to be quite a bit of seasoned Etsy sellers within there helping out and giving advice. So I am very grateful to that. And I just think it grows to show that um, just because there is, again, a lot of competition in many of the categories or niches, that doesn't mean that there isn't room for everyone to have a sense of shared community and collaboration with each other. I think that collaboration with a group of similar sellers, such as within the example of the Facebook group, Everybody has benefited immensely from learning about different software or tools that come out, or different features that we didn't know that someone else knew about, or introducing a different way to do things, or a faster way, or a more efficient way. So, I think that only comes with being a part of some type of community of like minded individuals. So, um, because if you're just constantly looking up YouTube videos and trying to watch for whatever is not New or trending or whatever the next best thing is in the world of software to get things done more efficiently, then you'll just be constantly spending your time um, searching instead of just posting a group within a trusted community that you're in and probably getting that answer within a few minutes. There are many, many different types of Etsy type seller groups, support groups that you can find that are free. I know that there are lots of Discord server chats that you can be a part of. More specifically, like if you're in the print on demand world, I know that there are several good ones out there. So if anyone needs direct on where to find one that is free, that is helpful or especially that I think is really beneficial, feel free to reach out via email and I can definitely provide you all with a list to some of those groups. So hopefully I've answered some of your questions revolving around these very common Etsy myths. And I think that just going back to what I said with the right mindset, your dedication, and also even a supportive community, these are all the key attributes to making what should be the primary focus, which is focusing on Etsy as a business, not focusing on competition, and understanding that it's not a quick, get-rich type of scheme, um, or even that passive income truly exists. It is truly a business if you want to see the type of income that I have or that similar people within my industry have achieved. Um, The common thing with all of us is that we have been very consistent. We usually develop a solid business and marketing plan from the beginning and then it is just about trying until you succeed Um, and that is just basically the pure and the most basic way to put it that it's just trying and not stopping and you will eventually see success. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you found some type of value. And if you could take a moment to share this podcast with anyone who would be interested in this type of topic, and please don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform, wherever that may be. And also to ensure that you don't miss any upcoming episodes, just remember to subscribe so that you'll get that notification whenever a new episode is released. So with that, goodbye for now, and I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Digitally Purpose, the podcast. Now it's your turn to put what you've learned into action. Don't miss our free resource, the top 25 digital products to sell online for 2023 and where to create them. Download it today at digitallypurposed.com and unleash your online business potential. See you in the next episode.